Appendix Numbers 4 through 7 of Experiments and Observations on Different Kinds of Air by Joseph Priestley. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. Appendix Number 4 Extract of a Letter from William Falconer, M.D., of Bath, January 6, 1774. Reverend Sir, I once observed the same taste you mention, Philosophical Transactions, page 156 of this volume, page 35, viz. like tar water, in some water that I impregnated with fixed air about three years ago. I did not then know to what to attribute it, but your experiment seems to clear it up. I happened to have spent all my acid for raising effervescence, and to supply its place, I used a bottle of dulcified spirit of nitre, which I knew was greatly undersaturated with spirit of wine, from which, as analogous to your observation, I imagine the effect proceeded, as, footnote 24, to the coagulation of the blood of animals by fixed air, I fear it will scarce stand the test of experiment, as I this day gave it, I think, a fair trial in the following manner. A young healthy man, at twenty years old, received a contusion by a fall, was instantly carried to a neighbouring surgeon, and at my request bled in the following manner. I inserted a glass funnel into the neck of a large clear vial, about ten ounce contents, and bled him into it about eight ounce contents. By these means the blood was exposed to the air as little a time as possible, as it flowed into the bottle as it came from the orifice. As soon as the quantity proposed was drawn, the bottle was carefully corked and brought to me. It was then quite fluid, nor was there the least separation of its parts. On the surface of this I conveyed several streams of fixed air, having first placed the bottle with the blood in a bowl of water, heated as nearly to the human heat as possible, from the mixture of the vitriolic acid and elixir of tartar, which I use preferably to other alkalines, as being, as Dr. Cullen observes, in the mildest state, and therefore most likely to generate most air. I shook the vial often, and threw many streams of air on the blood, as I have often practiced with success for impregnating water, but could not perceive the smallest signs of coagulation, although it stood in an atmosphere of fixed air twenty minutes or more. Then I uncorked the bottles, and poured off about two ounces, to which I added about six or seven grains of spirit of vitriol, which coagulated it immediately. I set the remainder in a cold place, and it coagulated, as near as I could judge, in the same time that blood would have done newly drawn from the vein. Page 82. Perhaps the circumstance of putrid vegetables yielding all fixed and no inflammable air may be the cause of their proving so antiseptic, even when putrid, as appears by Mr. Alexander's experiments. Page 86. Perhaps the putrid air continually exhaled may be one cause of the luxuriancy of plants growing on dunghills or in very rich soils. Page 146. Your observation that inflammable air consists of the union of some acid vapor with phlogiston puts me in mind of an old observation of Dr. Cullen, that the oil separated from soap by an acid was much more inflammable than before, resembling essential oil, and soluble in vitriolic spirit. I have tried fixed air as an antiseptic taken in by respiration, but with no great success. 
in one case it seemed to be of service in two it seemed indifferent and in one was injurious by exciting a cough end of number four number five extract of a letter from mr william Bewley of great massingham norfolk march twenty three seventeen seventy four dear sir when i first received your paper i happened to have a process going on for the preparation of nitrous ether without distillation footnote twenty five i had heretofore always taken for granted that the elastic fluid generated in that preparation was fixed air but on examination i found this combination of the nitrous acid with inflammable spirits produced an elastic fluid that had the same general properties with the air that you unwillingly though very properly in my opinion termed nitrous as i believe it is not to be procured without employing the nitrous acid either in a simple state or compounded as in aqua regia i shall suggest however by and by some doubts with respect to its title to the appellation of air water impregnated with your nitrous air certainly as you suspected from its taste contains the nitrous acid on saturating a quantity of this water with a fixed alkali and then evaporating etc i have procured two crystals of nitre but the principal observations that have occurred to me on the subject of nitrous air are the following my experiments have been few and made by snatches under every disadvantage as to apparatus etc and with frequent interruptions and yet i think they are to be depended upon my first remark is that nitrous air does not give water a sensibly acid impregnation unless it comes into contact or is mixed with a portion of common or atmospherical air and my second that nitrous air principally consists of the nitrous acid itself reduced to the state of a permanent vapour not condensable by cold like other vapours but which requires the presence and admixture of common air to restore to its primitive state of a liquid i am beholden for this idea you will perceive to your own very curious discovery of the true nature of mr cavendish's marine vapour when i first repeated your experiment of impregnating water with nitrous air the water i must own tasted acid as it did in one or perhaps two trials afterwards but to my great astonishment in all the following experiments though some part of the factitious air or vapour was visibly absorbed by the water i could not perceive the latter to have acquired any sensible acidity i at length found however that i could render this same water very acid by means only of the nitrous air already included in the vial with it taking the inverted vial out of the water i removed my finger from the mouth of it to admit a little of the common air and instantly replaced my finger the redness effervescence and diminution take place again taking off my finger and instantly replacing it more common air rushes in and the same phenomena recur the process sometimes requires to be seven or eight times repeated before the whole of the nitrous vapour as i shall venture to call it is condensed into nitrous acid by the successive entrance of fresh parcels of common air after each effervescence and the water becomes evidently more and more acid after every such fresh admission of the external air 
which at length ceases to enter when the whole of the vapour has been condensed no agitation of the water is requisite except a gentle motion just sufficient to rinse the sides of the vial in order to wash off the condensed vapour the acidity which you and i likewise at first observed in the water agitated with nitrous air alone i account for thus on bringing the vial to the mouth the common air meeting with the nitrous vapour in the neck of the vial condenses it and impregnates the water with the acid in the very act of receiving it upon the tongue on stopping the mouth of the vial with my tongue for a short time and afterwards withdrawing it a very little to suffer the common air to rush past into the vial the sensation of acidity has been sometimes intolerable but taking a large gulp of the water at the same time it has been found very slightly acid the following is one of the methods by which i have given water a very strong acid impregnation by means of a mixture of nitrous and common air into a small vial containing only common air i force a quantity of nitrous air at random out of a bladder and instantly clap my finger on the mouth of the bottle i then immerse the neck of it into water a small quantity of which i suffer to enter which squirts into it with violence and immediately replacing my finger remove the vial the water contained in it is already very acid and it becomes more and more so if a sufficient quantity of nitrous air was at first thrown in on alternately stopping the mouth of the vial and opening it as often as fresh air will enter since i wrote the above i have frequently converted a small portion of water into an ounce vial into a weak aqua fortis by repeated mixtures of common and nitrous air throwing in alternately the one or the other according to the circumstances that is as long as there was a superabundance of nitrous air suffering the common air to enter and condense it and when that was effected forcing in more nitrous air from the bladder to the common air which now predominated in the vial and so alternately i have wanted leisure and conveniences to carry on this process to its maximum or to execute it in a different and better manner but from what i have done i think we may conclude that nitrous air consists principally of the nitrous acid phlogisticated or otherwise so modified by a previous commenstruation with metals inflammable spirits etc as to be reduced into a durably elastic vapour and that in order to deprive it of its elasticity and restore it to its former state an addition of common air is requisite and as i suspect of water likewise or some other fluid as in the course of my few trials i have not yet been able to condense it in a perfectly dry bottle End of number five. Number six. A letter from Dr. Franklin. Craven Street, April 10, 1774. Dear Sir, in compliance with your request, I have endeavored to recollect the circumstances of the American experiments I formerly mentioned to you, of rising a flame on the surface of some waters there. When I passed through New Jersey in 1764, I heard it several times mentioned that by applying a lighted candle near the surface of some of their rivers a sudden flame would catch and spread on the water continuing to burn for near half a minute but the accounts i received were so imperfect 
that I could form no guess at the cause of such an effect, and rather doubted the truth of it. I had no opportunity of seeing the experiment, but calling to see a friend, who happened to be just returned home from making it himself, I learned from him the manner of it, which was to choose a shallow place, where the bottom could be reached by a walking-stick, and was muddy. The mud was first to be stirred with the stick, and when a number of small bubbles began to arise from it, the candle was applied. The flame was so sudden and so strong that it catched his ruffle and spoiled it as I saw. New Jersey, having many pine trees in different parts of it, I then imagined that something like volatile oil of turpentine might be mixed with the waters from a pine swamp, but this supposition did not quite satisfy me. I mentioned the fact to some philosophical friends on my return to England, but it was not much attended to. I suppose I was thought a little too credulous. In 1765, the Reverend Dr. Chandler received a letter from Dr. Finlay, president of the college in that province, relating the same experiment. It was read at the Royal Society, November 21st, of that year, but not printed in the transactions. Perhaps it was thought too strange to be true, and some ridicule might be apprehended if any member should attempt to repeat it in order to ascertain or refute it. The following is a copy of that account. Quote, a worthy gentleman, who lives at a few miles distant, informed me that in a certain small cove of a mill-pond, near his house, he was surprised to see the surface of the water blaze like inflamed spirits. I soon after went to the place, and made the experiment with the same success. The bottom of the creek was muddy, and when stirred up, so as to cause a considerable curl on the surface, and a lighted candle held within two or three inches of it, the whole surface was in a blaze, as instantly as the vapour of warm inflammable spirits, and continued, when strongly agitated, for the space of several seconds. It was at first imagined to be peculiar to that place, but upon trial it was soon found that such a bottom in other places exhibited the same phenomenon. The discovery was accidentally made by one belonging to the mill. End quote. I have tried the experiment twice here in England, but without success. The first was in a slow-running water with a muddy bottom, the second in a stagnant water at the bottom of a deep ditch. Being some time employed in stirring this water, I ascribed an intermitting fever, which seized me a few days after, to my breathing too much of that foul air which I stirred up from the bottom, and which I could not avoid while I stooped in endeavouring to kindle it. The discoveries you have lately made to the matter in which inflammable air is in some cases produced may throw light on this experiment and explain its succeeding in some cases and not in others. With the highest esteem and respect, I am, dear sir, your most obedient humble servant, Benjamin Franklin. End of number six. Number seven. Extract of a letter from Mr. Henry of Manchester. It is with great pleasure I hear of your intended publication on air, and I beg leave to communicate to you an experiment or two which I lately made. Dr. Percival had tried, without effect, to dissolve lead in water impregnated with fixed air. I, however, thought it probable that the experiment might succeed with nitrous air, into a quantity of water impregnated with it, 
I put several pieces of sheet lead, and suffered them, after agitation, to continue immersed about two hours. A few drops of volatile tincture of sulphur changed the water to a deep orange colour, but not so deep as when the same tincture was added to a glass of the same water into which one drop of a solution of sugar of lead had been instilled. The precipitates of both in the morning were exactly of the same kind, and the water in which the lead had been infused all night, being again tried by the same test, gave signs of a still stronger saturnine impregnation. Whether the nitrous air acts as an acid on the lead, or in the same manner that fixed air dissolves iron, I do not pretend to determine. Syrup of violets, added to the nitrous water, became of a pale red, but on standing about an hour, grew of a turbid brown cast. Though the nitrous acid is not often found, except produced by art, yet, as there is a probability that nitre may be formed in the earth in large towns, and indeed fossil nitre has been actually found in such situations, it should be an additional caution against the use of leaden pumps. I tried to dissolve mercury by the same means, but without success. I am, with the most sincere esteem, dear sir, your obliged and obedient servant, Theodore Henry. End of number seven. End of appendix. Footnotes. Footnote fifteen. See Dr. Falconer's very useful and ingenious treatise on the bath water, second edition, page three thirteen. Footnote sixteen. May seventeen seventy two. Footnote seventeen. Vid Mr. White's useful treatise on the management of pregnant and lying in women, page two hundred seventy nine. Footnote 18. See the author's observations on the efficacy of external applications in the ulcerous sore throats, Essays, Medical and Experimental, Volume 1, Second Edition, page 377. Footnote 19. The author of these observations. Footnote 20. Directions for impregnating water with fixed air, in order to communicate to it the peculiar spirit and virtues of Pyrmont water, and other mineral waters of a similar nature. Footnote 21. Referring to the case communicated by Mr. Hay. Footnote 22. He languished about a week and then died. Footnote 23. The vegetables which are most efficacious in the cure of the scurvy possess some degree of a stimulating power. Footnote 24. This refers to an experiment mentioned in the first publication of these papers in the philosophical transactions but omitted in this volume footnote twenty five the first account of this curious process was i believe given in the memorandum de l'academique des sciences de paris for seventeen forty two though seemingly less volatile than the vitriolic ether it boils with a much smaller degree of heat one day last summer it boiled in the coolest room of my house as it gave me notice by the explosion attending its driving out the cork to save the bottle and to prevent the total loss of the liquor by evaporation i found myself obliged instantly to carry it down to my cellar end of experiments and observations on different kinds of air by joseph priestley